everyone. This is Charlie Lofton at the Grove Church, and welcome to our Cultivate podcast. And we are now in the middle, middle of a series. We're just kind of looking at the six primary commitments that we all need to make in order to be a healthy member of a healthy church. Uh, we don't want participation at the Grove or whatever church you happen to be a part of. We don't want it to be something that you're just kind of watching happen, that you're watching church happen. It's a performance that you go to see. It's an organization that you're sort of involved in, kind of on the fringes. But really, you want your church, and we want the Grove, to be a healthy, growing, vibrant community. And we want everyone who is a part of that community to be healthy and growing. And in order for us to do that, we need, there are certain expectations and co- we need to have of one another and commitments that we need to make. Like when you come to be come visit a church or you're attending a church, there's certain expectations that you have of the of the person who's speaking, of the band, of the people who are doing kids ministry, the people who are making the coffee, the people, uh, the friendliness of the people at the front door. There's certain expectations that we have, just like you do. You go to a restaurant, right? There's certain expectations that you have, and all of those are fine. But the thing that sets us apart from another business per se is that we really are. This is we're, we're inviting you to be a part of a family, to be a part of a community. And as such, there need to be things that we should be able to expect from one another. And when everybody who is a part of this community kind of lives up to these different expectations, that's what makes the community healthy and strong. And so there are six of these that have really been a kind of a part of the, the, the Grove's DNA um, for the last 12 years. And the first one is the importance of connecting. Um, when Jesus was asked what the greatest command and all of the scripture is, he gave connecting answers to that. You need to be in a good, loving relationship with God. You love God with everything that you are, and you need to love other people the way that you love yourself. It is about being in good relationships. And so the first thing to be a part of a healthy, growing, vibrant church community is to be connected well. I want to connect with God through prayer, through the word. I want to connect with the church as a whole on Sunday morning. And I want to connect with a smaller group of intimate friends on in a small group. And then last episode, we talked about giving, the importance of giving. And there's both a practical and a spiritual component to that. The practical part is it is donations that fund the church. All the things that we want the church to be, are uh, the only way that we get that is through, um, through funding, through personal contributions. And so it's essential for the church. But in addition to that, Giving and supporting a church is something that God has asked us to do. And it is of incredible importance, one, because God commands it, two, because um, God will bless those who are generous and are givers, and three, that God uses our giving to change the world. And when we experience that, we, 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 we do it because God wants me to do it. I, I, I experience God's blessing. I know that God changes the world. I mean, God just does something really cool in your heart and your life. And again, it provides a solid foundational and spiritual um, tone. It's, it's, it's an incredible foundation, both financially and spiritually, for the church. So we've got two, uh, connect, give. And today we're talking about serving, the, how important it is to serve. Now, there's an illustration. It's just kind of, I hate doing this. I hate using the same illustrations that pastors everywhere do. Like there's just certain verses, certain illustrations, every pastor everywhere do. But there's a reason why some of these illustrations and things are just kind of legendary. It's because they're really, really good. Like you're you're there, like you're out in the woods and you come across this river or this stream and the water is really clear and clean and it looks really good. And you're like, that's really cool. Like that's really beautiful. And then 
you know, you're driving away, you drive back home and you see one of these ponds, right? That, that the cows are sitting in and you can barely even tell that it's water. So that the cow standing in it and you can kind of see some water around him without that cow. There's just that green moldy gross stuff, right? It just looks disgusting. And my daughter, my middle daughter, Lauren, who we call her the keeper of odd knowledge. Uh, she, when she was younger, we would drive past those. Like, Dad, you don't want to swim in that water. There's a brain killing amoeba that's in there that gets in your ear and it'll kill you. It'll make your brain shut down. Like, thank, thanks for that, Lauren. Um, I wasn't planning on swimming in the cow pond. It's disgusting. I, didn't, I mean, brain amoebas, you know, I probably after having been in it, you probably would want the brain amoeba. Anyway, it's gross, disgusting, right? And the, just the difference in that water, a standing bit of water versus a flowing creek or river. And when our lives are stagnant, when, you know, this pond receives rain, but it doesn't go anywhere, it becomes stagnant, becomes stale. But a, a river that receives water and then pushes it forward is just cleaner, it's just healthier. And the same way in our lives, like you are receiving, you're coming to be a part of a church and you're receiving, you're hearing something from God, you're experiencing the blessing of worship, your kids are being loved and cared for, you're experiencing that blessing. That blessing that you receive is supposed to go somewhere. Again, it starts at the very beginning with with Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, when God first called him to... um, be a part to, to, to kind of father this new nation of, 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 of the Jews, right? Um, I'm going to bless you, but I'm blessing you so that you'll bless everyone else. That's just a primary theme of the Bible. God blesses so that we can bless others. And when we do that, when we receive from God and also give away, that is when we are at our healthiest. Another overused pastor illustration just has to do with consuming calories versus exercise. If all you do is consume, you will become unhealthy, but you consume calories to burn calories. And the healthiest people are the people who are burning the calories, right? Could theoretically, right? We could go the other way, you go the other way, right? If all you do is work out, you don't ever eat. That's not good either, right? I, I'm, a, I'm allowing the blessing. I'm allowing God to bless me. I'm experiencing the blessing through, through the church service, through, through the hearing, through the worshiping, through the teaching, through the learning. And then I take the blessing that God has given me and I bless other people with it. Well, you know, when you when you come to church on Sunday, if I say, hey, how, how, what makes a good Sunday? So, oh man, it played one of my favorite worship songs. I was really feeling, really felt the presence of God in that time. The spirit was really passionate, you know, or the message was really good. It really kind of spoke to me. I just really feel blessed by what I heard, what I experienced. That's a great Sunday. And I agree, that is a great Sunday, but it's not the best Sunday. The best Sunday is when you can walk away and you say, Hey, I heard from God today. God did something really cool in my life. And because of what I did, and because of what I did, someone else was blessed as well. I I, I, I was blessed and I was used to, to be a blessing. So I heard from God at the nine o'clock service and he did something really cool. And in the 1030, I was in there with the two-year-olds. And because I was there with the two-year-olds, I got the love on them, which was cool. It was a blessing to them. And it was a blessing to the mom who didn't have to deal with her two-year-old for an hour. And it was a blessing to everybody because nobody wants the two-year-olds in the service, right? Like nobody wants toddler Sunday. It'd be cute for a little bit, but you couldn't, you, you, like, the ability to really be able to experience God, um, you were able to do that because you were able to love on those kids or I taught the elementary kids or because I was there at the front door and I was able to put a new person's mind at ease or, or whatever. Because of my gifting, because of what I did, I was able to allow other people to have the same experience I did. That's your best Sunday. And so 
being serving is a crucial part because we have a handful of staff, but the staff at our church clearly are not enough. I mean, we, we need band members. We need teachers. We need people with our youth. We need people on the front door. We need people to make the coffee. We need people in the tech booth. It takes a lot of volunteers. Whether you are volunteering right now on Sunday morning or not, you are relying a lot on other people making this commitment. But the more people that make that commitment, the more we are able to do, the more serving, the more loving, the more encouraging of our kids, the more things that we can do. We are all, every one of us are being blessed every Sunday by the volunteer service of dozens of other people. And I think it is of critical importance that we all make this a priority. We will never run out of opportunities for people to volunteer, never run out of opportunities. And I know that for a lot of people, a lot of those serving opportunities require you to be there for two services. And so it require you to be there from just a little bit before nine till a little bit after 8.30. So really, but still, can we just be honest for a second? We're talking about like two and a half hours, which is really not a lot. It, it, to, to, to receive for one hour and to, and to give for another one is, is, is a very small commitment to make, especially in light of the return on investment that you get of what God is going to do in you and through you and the lives of other people. So when we talk about serving, we're really talking about two different things, that if you want to embrace this value, you want to find a place where you can serve inside the church and find a way to serve outside the church. So in Galatians chapter five, Paul says this, verse 13, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh which is a really cool thing. You know, we were, we were in bondage to sin. Sin was overwhelming us. We were, we, were, we were in trouble. God saves us and he's made us free. So now you're free. You're not, you're, not, you're not bound by sin anymore. You are free. And we like to talk about this a lot at the church. Hey, you're free. When you have Jesus, you are free. There is no more, I'm, I'm not bound anymore. But freedom, right? Well, that means, freedom, that means I can do whatever I want, right? Well, this is what he says. You're, you're free, but don't use your freedom to just do whatever you want. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, which is number, the number two command, love your neighbor as yourself. This is what God has called us to do. We have been called to serve one another. And there's ways to do that inside the church through, um, again, just through, through our, wel- our welcoming team, our coffee team, our tech team, the band, the kids ministry, the youth ministry. There's incredible opportunities to serve, to use the talents and the gifts that God has given you in order to bless and serve one another. Again, if every, if if for some of you is like, well, I don't really have the time. I don't really, I don't really. If everybody thought that, then none of it would happen. None of it would happen. There are not enough staff on our church to be able to do a 10th of what we're able to do without incredible number of volunteers and to be honest, without trying to pack a big guilt trip on it, there, there are ways that we are being held back, that our kids ministry, our youth ministry, our hospitality ministries are being held back because we don't have the level of volunteers that we could. And so you want a healthy, better experience on Sunday morning? If you want to experience something at a different level than what you are, what we need is for more and more people to make a commitment to say that I'm going to serve. Because then not only are we allowing ourselves to be able to love on more people, but the people that we have are being able to be loved better. And that is important. It's important for us then to serve one another. But it's also important for us as a church to serve our community. Um, Matthew chapter five, verse 14 says this, 
you are the light of the world, which is really cool. We'll just stop right here. I mean, Jesus is described as the light of the world. Like the world is dark and Jesus came in. He is the light. But then Jesus describes us as the light as well. So he's, he's the light who is coming to the world in a very dark place. And it's a little bit like he's the sun. And it's kind of like we're the moon. He's the light, but his light is on us. And now we're light too. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. Verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. You are a light. You don't take a light and put it under a bowl. It defeats the purpose of light. Light is meant for everyone to see and to experience so they no longer have to be in darkness. And you are light. The, the light of Jesus Christ is reflected in you and you are walking around like light in a dark place. Do not keep that under a bowl. Let your light shine in a way that other people can see the light of Jesus and find, and, and then they'll glorify God. They'll find God because of your light. And again, there's lots of ways that we have the opportunity to do this, to take our light and shine it at our community. Our community care team does that in the way that we kind of help feed and serve our community, the, the, the hurting and, the, and people who are experiencing poverty or homelessness. There's all sorts of incredible nonprofits in, in Northwest Arkansas. Just about anything that you could decide that you're passionate about. We got people who are helping with refugees, people who are helping with poverty, people who are helping with people who are experiencing homelessness, um, with people who are in, you know, helping people with foster care kids. There are lots of, there, there is not a lack of opportunities. This is an, a crucial part of our mission that God has called us to take the light that he has given us through Jesus Christ and to take that light to a world that desperately needs it. So find, find someplace, find a place that you, a group of people or an issue that you are passionate about and serve with the, with the with the love of Jesus Christ in the darkest places in our world and we and 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 isn't and then people will glorify your father in heaven do not allow the light that God has given you to be hidden and when we fail to serve whether it is failing to serve one another and or failing to serve our community, then we become like this ridiculous thing where you light a lamp and then you immediately cover it so that no one can experience the light. God has enlightened, well, that's such a different connotation. Anyway, he has made you light. His light has gotten on you. He has made you a light in this world. And it is a critical part of your mission in life, your purpose in life, your meaning in life to take the light that Jesus Christ has given you and allow that light to bless the whole world so that then they can see God in you. And so if we are going to be a healthy, vibrant church, then we need to be serving one another well and then taking the light that God has given us and spreading it all over our community and ultimately all over our world. And so again, if we are going to be, if we're going to be the church that God has called us to be, then we need to first and foremost be well-connected. We are connecting with God. We are loving him well. We're hearing from him. We are speaking to him. We are connected on Sunday mornings. We are, we, are, we are hearing from God together. We are worshiping God together. We are connected in a small group with an intimate group of friends who know us well and can pray for us and we can interact with, talk about the real things in our life. We need to be giving. We need to be generous givers just for the practical parts of what, that's what it takes to fund our organization, fund the church itself. But then also because God's commanded us to do this, because God's going to bless us and because God's going to change the world. And then ultimately we need to be serving. 
serving one another, loving one another, taking what God has given and blessing each other, encourage, helping one another um, become the men and women that God has called us to be, loving our kids well, loving each other's kids, youth. And ultimately, we need to be people who are serving our community, taking the light that God has given us to a world that is still full of darkness. So again, thanks for joining us in our podcast. We're now three, uh, three of these commitments down. We got three more to go. Pray, protect, and invite. Excited about the rest of this series and sharing all of that with you. So thanks for joining us. And if you'd like to join us on a Sunday morning, we'd love to do that as well. You can find out everything you need to know about our church at thegrovechurch.org slash connect. If you're not local and you can't join us on a Sunday morning, we can, you can join us online. We'd love to meet you there as well. Again, the information about our services and our streaming, you can find all of that there at thegrovechurch.org slash connect. Again, I'm Charlie, the lead pastor there, and thank you for joining us.